This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Today, we are going to spend our two hours introducing you to some amazing people trying to improve the lot in life of those people living on the continent of Africa. These people are part of an amazing group of people globally called Eisenhower Fellows. Amongst four programs, there are 66 people that have been honored for their work that they are doing in the United States, in Africa, in China, and other parts of the globe this year alone. The history behind the Eisenhower Fellowships is an interesting story. When President Dwight D. Eisenhower was celebrating a birthday, his first while in the White House as president, a group of business leaders founded an international leader exchange program. The idea was to honor the devotion of President Eisenhower toward world peace. The group was led by then CEO of Scott Paper, Thomas McCabe. It was governed by presidents of companies like IBM, B.F. Goodrich, General Electric, several college and university presidents, as well as members of the government. Today, we'll introduce you to several members of the Eisenhower Fellowships from Africa and the changes that they are trying to enact on that continent. Everything from an entrepreneur who's trying to create a privately owned trauma center in Ghana to a co-owner of a TV, com- a TV content company in Tanzania to a CEO thinking about sustainability practices in Kenya. And it's our honor to have them here on the University of Pennsylvania campus. Great to have them here, as well as partnering with the Wharton School and our friends at SiriusXM Radio to introduce them to you. We start off today talking about, on this show as we have in the past, the changes in healthcare here in the United States. But what about in other parts of the world? Dr. Teddy Totome is setting up a privately owned acute care center in his country of Ghana. It would be a facility that would take care of various infective diseases, be available after disaster, and for other needs as well. Teddy, nice to meet you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. The idea to build this type of a center came from where? Well, it came. I'm a neurosurgeon by profession, mm-hmm. and um, one of the big um, one of the big things that prevented me from being effective when I finished training was the availability of critical care. Mm-hmm. And one of the issues that struck me about working was the fact that there's a lot of leadership talent in the private sector, um, and not as much leadership and administrative talent in mm-hmm. the public sector. Right, but the infrastructure investment into the things that we need for critical care were more in the public sector because that is where you can manage the risk, that's where you can sure. afford, right? And whereas in the private sector, there's not much happening as far as critical care is concerned. So the aim of my project is sort of to uncouple some you know, of the infrastructure mm-hmm. and expertise from the um, suboptimal management ability in the public sector and, and couple it to the already known talent in the private sector and see how it functions. In terms of, of the country in general, the, the the level of critical care facilities in that country is what? Good? Okay? Definitely needs addressing? It definitely needs addressing. Okay. Um, it definitely needs addressing. Um, Ghana's um, critical care burden is mainly in the public sector because um, it has to be afforded. Right. Right. And so, but the thing is, the investment of the country over the years has been more towards basic care. 
okay. rather than critical care. Okay. Now, when you combine it with not really managing the facilities well, then it means that social impact is limited. So even though it exists, when you actually need it, the number of beds that's available right. is limited. So the the idea to to try and partner and bring out that investment from the private sector, that's something that I think a lot of people have noticed that it can be effective in a wide range of areas. Right. Healthcare obviously being one of them right, right. now. Right. So ultimately, if, if this nucleus that we're trying to build functions, then we're going to basically encourage entrepreneurs mm -hmm. investing more into medical care and more into the high end of critical care. Now, the thing is, in Ghana, the inve private investments into healthcare has been more into ambulatory care. Because okay. that's where the outcomes are predictable, right? right. A little bit of a safer investment, right? Very much, much safer investment, yeah. Yeah. right? But the thing is that um, increasingly we are having big private companies which are having to pay um, medical evacuation um, bills, right? And um, usually the destination for medical evacuation in Ghana is either in the public sector mm -hmm. or outside the country. The facility that you would like to, to build would be in terms of size, you know, what size are you looking at? So, and, and then what services uh, right. are you talking so about? So the initial plan is to build a nucleus and it's a proof of concept mainly. So we're having a small critical care center. We're having about 10 beds critical okay. care. Okay. And because I'm a neurosurgeon, we're pairing it with the neurosurgical theater which will generate the initial traffic for the critical care center. Right. And two beds in the critical center will also be used for dialysis. Now, this sort of starts the process going and okay. keeps traffic in. And then we, 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 we intend to um, have a subscription basis for hmm. the beds in critical care. So the initial aim is for companies which are already paying significant amounts of money to medical evacuation um, companies, right. but do not have destinations in the public sector okay. and have to you know, transfer patients out for critical care. So that's the initial thing. And then once that nucleus functions will upscale, mm -hmm. and once we have bigger um, hospitals with more money, then it becomes more available to the general public. The, the subscription idea of that caught me off guard because I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. and, but but that's a model that, that you think is, is one, can work, right. and two, can be beneficial right. for healthcare and for critical care in general it in is. Ghana. It is because we have to start small. Sure. Right. Because starting big brings issues about how we can afford it, how we can make, keep it going. Right. right. So the thing is to start lean, to start with a critical care center that will be, will have traffic in because of neurosurgical um, um, procedures that we're doing. Right. But that would also have, you know, um, because ultimately these companies are paying money to medical evacuation companies and we can, um, sort of bite a bit into that market. Sure. Right. We're joined uh, by Dr. Teddy Totome. As we mentioned, he is uh, part of the Eisenhower uh, Fellowships for 2016 out of Africa. You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. I, I guess at, at, then you look at it from the perspective of get the first facility up and running, yeah. have a level of success with it, right. and then you think about potentially replicating this in other cities within Ghana. Right. 
Right, and and actually within West Africa, right. because it's the same it's the same picture across West Africa, basically. Okay. Right. So the so the concerns about critical care in general, and, and going off of something that obviously it was a it was a big story over the last couple of years was the Ebola outbreak. Yes. When you have something that massive, you're, you're talking about something that that needs coverage over several countries, a right. wide area, not right. just one specific right. area. And and the thing about such response is the dependence on big capital injection, and this has to be you know massive resources that we we will have to depend on the outside world for. Right. Right. But the thing about starting with a nucleus like this is that we are able to grow small, and generally generate the local ability to support such an industry. Right. Yes. Uh, Dr. Teddy Totome joins us uh, here on the, st- on the studio, in the studio. Uh, how serious is the concern in terms of, of disease and effect- infective disease in Ghana and in that portion of the world? I mean, obviously, as we said, Ebola, right. but I'm sure that's not the only concern that's been there over the last you know decade or two. Well, the thing is, um, as far as infective disease is concerned, it it's... It's covered in in some ways um, because we have ambulatory care taking care of it, okay. right? Um, the thing is, when disease needs critical care, that yep. is when body systems cannot function and you need something to take over their function yeah. for a period to improve um, survival, that is where the issue is. So when infective disease gets significantly yeah. serious, yeah. when you have, we, we're a very young country, um, about 50% of the country is under um, 20 years old. Um, <sighs> right. Wow. Right. Uh, and so we have uh, a very enterprising young components which are taking risks which are transported so we have a high road traffic road traffic accident incident um we're having a lot of people with brain injuries from road traffic accidents yeah. injury and so the thing is the the burden for critical care is high and what? and where where do you look then for the investment to be able to build these these types of facilities out? Is it is it coming from within uh, that's that area of Africa or being here in the United States on on your fellowship uh, on your travels? Are are you uh, are you actively looking here as well? Well, the thing is, um, growing slowly, we can manage to get enough um, resources from inside the country. Okay, but catalyzing is, is the growth is, is where we would need some support from outside. And what this fellowship grants me the ability to do is to consult people in the industry. Right. That is people who are already doing great things in critical care. It also allows me to um, consult people in the hospital administration part of it. I'm also meeting entrepreneurs and then I'm meeting people who have links to philanthropy. Right. So the main aim during the fellowship is not to raise funds or or but it's to raise capacity. Right. And it, it gives me the chance to start off this with a very deep network that would be essential for the centers that will come up in the future. What's the hope for you once you get this facility off and running, what's the hope for you in terms of a timeline? If you're putting a ten year timeline together, right. how would you like to see this project develop? Right. So Next year is is my time um, my time limit for putting the first center, the first nucleus that is working. Now, ultimately, over the next ten years, I'm looking at bringing up you know bigger centers. Sure, right? yeah. 
But you have to build small we have, in, so, in, order, in so, order to do that. Right. So next year we're building small and then we're scaling up from there. Uh, being part of this, this group of people, and, and I'm sure talking with some of them already, I would think that the ideas just kind of tend to flow, and you probably are meeting people that maybe you didn't know from this portion of Africa right. that have similar ideas right. that may very well right. kind of work with, with what you're trying right. to do. I'm meeting people who make my ideas seem small. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is a pretty pretty important idea. I mean, they, they, make me, they make me feel like my dreams are small because I can, I can sort of – I've listened to some of the things that people – are doing already and yeah. want to do. And it's a very inspiring group to be part of. When do you hope to have the first facility up and running? Well, God willing, next year. Right. Yes, second quarter next year. And um, we've rented the premises already. Right. And we're in we're engaged with, with different industries to equip to right. I was going to say that that's probably has to be one of I mean, once you have the, the actual structure where right. you're going to put this business. Right. Getting all of the equipment is probably a task in itself. It is, it is, and getting the expertise and. But on the other hand, um, getting the expertise is the easier part for me because I'm okay. part of a core that will make this the center operational. Will these so, be people working in your facility that will be specifically working at this facility, or will they be coming from other, you know, entities within the medical medical field in Ghana? You know, to be able to provide their their knowledge and their assistance, you know, they may be there three days a week or, f- or four days a week, whatever it may be, in conjunction with whatever. So they're we're doing. going to hire a lean core of full time staff, right? And then we would have volunteer staff and part time staff, um, keeping things running. It sounds like a great idea. Uh, we certainly wish you all the best with it. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Thank you, Teddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.